0: Sanity Podcast. I'm Heidi Esther, your soul sanity bear and Midwestern mama who's been there, bringing you weekly stories, poems, and self-reflections to guide you in a non-preachy way to more peace in your head, joy in your heart, and mindfulness in your everyday. Because life is too short to drive around crappy feelings and grumpy teenagers. Now, here's the show. Do you ever get so angry you cry? Hello, dear friend and fellow soul of a thousand emotions. How the heck are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? This morning, I ran around straightening my house like a madwoman, which isn't that unusual. But today I felt supercharged. My brain flung questions at me out of left field. What about all the flowers in the garden that need trimming? When's the last time you picked up doggy doo in the backyard? those overripe bananas won't freeze themselves. Last night, my son wanted to plan out his weekend, which involved me doing some late-night driving. God, I can't wait for him to drive. I'm like Wilson Phillips a lot these days. Holding on for one more day is my motto. And he said this only feet away from his reminder board, filled with overdue chores. So in my exhaustion, I agreed. Then, I was angry I woke up at least five times overnight, doors slamming, dogs getting up, and my anger. This morning, I stopped my inner madwoman, I sat down, and cried. I then made plans to connect with my son about how he's going to take care of himself first and his responsibilities. In a book I read, Burnout, there's a key first step to dealing with life's stressors. You gotta deal with the stress on your body first. There are lots of healthy ways to do it like deep breathing, exercise, hugs, adult time, and yes, crying. So, my dear friend, may you find time to feel the good, the bad, and the ugly. May you know that on the other side of the tsunami is perspective, a clearer path that involves you responding rather than reacting, a way to let in all the good stuff. And speaking of letting in the good stuff, I bring you today's story, Super Step 3, Letting In. The story, Christmas, a four-letter word. December 2009, my bedroom. The sleigh bells jingled against the front door. They left, and I couldn't. I lay in bed, unable to move. Sharp hammers of pain pierced through my eye socket. My body shivers cold, covered in blankets. A couple minutes prior, it was uncovered, covered in sweat. A couple minutes before that, it was laying on the bathroom floor, gripping the toilet like a safety bar on a roller coaster. Migraine. I get them about once a month. It's been this way since I was a teen. Unfortunately, there are periods when I get them more often, like around Christmas and as a mom. I missed my kids' preschool music party. Tears run down my cheeks. I let them down. And I'm messing up my It's gonna be a perfect Christmas list. 300-page annual grandkid photo album? Check. 12 loaves of cranberry apple bread? Check. Food and presents for six preschool parties? In progress. Church nativity play? Ugh. 200 candy cane reindeers? Well, I let my three-year-old help. Fixing cyclops reindeers? Soon. All the usual decorating and shopping and baking and cleaning and wrapping and coffee and volunteering and crying in bathroom stalls? Check. My heart and head pound like the Kentucky Derby start line. After two more trips to the bathroom, I'm in bed with a cold rag on my forehead. I close my eyes and picture my goal. January 1st. I'm laying in a quiet winter woodland, with the snow blanketing my body in a soft sheet of glittery peace. I have nothing to do but breathe the cold, crisp air. Excuse me. I hate to interrupt. But you should use this extra time to make the Christmas cutout cookies. Traditional Heidi jabs at me with her pointed words. Who is traditional Heidi? Let me explain. Imagine me with a miniature llama on each of my shoulders. The first is a miniature beige llama. She wears a 1950s housewife apron, has salon perfect hair, and red glossy fingernails. She carries with her a dust mop, a well behaved child on one hip, and to do lists. This is Traditional Heidi. Traditional Heidi's words layer on like thick frosting with resentment and sarcasm. She likes waggling her finger at people and muttering things under her breath. On my other shoulder stands a miniature rainbow-colored llama. She has long blonde dreads and a holly hobby patchwork skirt. She is feminist Heidi. She comes with a bow and arrow, a couple of pom-poms, and a journal. Her eyes glow wild, confident, mischievous. She is herself unto no one. She gets enough sleep, and she is unafraid to speak her truth. You need to rest. This is your third holiday migraine, feminist Heidi warns. Your migraine is a pain, but you can operate a mixer. Your medicine only warns against heavy machinery. Traditional Heidi puffs out her chest. But I don't even like cut-out cookies, feminist Heidi whines. That's no excuse. It's not Christmas without them. Remember your childhood? Traditional Heidi says, while pinning on her Christmas brooch of the day. Yes, it was a special time. You know what I like most about Christmas growing up? Doing my homework behind the tree, surrounded by bubble lights and ornaments. Feminist Heidi sighs, a broad smile spreading across her face, lost in her reverie. Sharp as a needle, traditional Heidi's voice pricks the air. Focus, woman. You got perfect grades with that homework. Now perfect Christmas is up to you. I open my eyes and think of my, it's gonna be a perfect Christmas list. A little more rest, and I'll get in the kitchen. October 1st, three years later. In the kitchen of my post-divorce duplex, I turn the page of my National Park's wall calendar. A picture of a buffalo on a snow-dusted prairie meets my gaze. My heart pounds and a knot forms in my lower back. Only three months until pain. Oh, sorry, I mean Christmas. I sit down at the kitchen table. What am I going to do about Christmas? I work full-time. My ex-spews hated me. My nannies are unreliable. I don't even have extra money to overcompensate for the less homemade stuff. I stare at the buffalo. Treat yourself as a friend, echoes in my mind. In a friendly deep tone, like the calendar buffalo said it. In reality, somebody said that in my codependence anonymous meeting this week. What does that mean? Well, first think about what you're doing and saying to yourself. Second, step to the side of all that mind chatter and ask yourself, how would a friend respond to what I said? Then do that. The goal is I learned to treat myself as a friend. What would a friend say to my Christmas dilemma? I have to do less so I don't get migraines? Or I need to figure out how to not hate the last third of every year? Or that perfect Christmas is an effing impossible goal and she would hand me a drink? Yep, you got it, sister. That friendly buffalo voice chimes back in my head. Thanks, Mr. Buffalo. I'll try to do something not to hate Christmas. I get a sharpie and make a little word bubble on the calendar. I step back and look at Mr. Buffalo speaking his wisdom. Treat yourself as a friend. I smile a broad smile. Super Step 3. Quote, You can only open new doors after you decide to shut others. Because, honey, you ain't going to be honest with yourself until you stop believing the lies. And you definitely won't put the whip down until you realize it's in your hand. Yours truly. The Souljourner Question. Listening, honesty, kindness, responsibility. Four of the pieces in Super Step 3 of the Everyday Superhero Method. For today, let's focus on kindness. Super Step 3 Exercise. Treat yourself as a friend. The next time you feel that inner struggle, that guilt, that tensing of your shoulders, the knot in your stomach, that I have to, I should, or I can get through this, language come up. Stop and take a break. Breathe four deep breaths, or take a quick walk. Notice how you felt in your body before and after. When you feel a little looser, move on to the next step. Write down what you feel you have to do on one side of the paper. On the other side, write down what you will give up to do that thing. For example, giving up sleep, or downtime, or dinner, or your weekend. Below those two answers, write down the answer to one of these questions. How would my friend respond if I told them this dilemma? What would they say? Or what if my best friend told me this? What would I suggest they do? Goal. Over time, beautiful soul, you will realize that you are worth feeling good. You are worth all the time you need to feel fabulous, even if, for no one else, yourself. And that's not selfish. It's just how you become the superhero of your everyday Realizing that you effing matter even more than Christmas. Before the Everyday Superhero course and book come out, how can you work on Super Step 3? Stories tagged with Super Step 3 highlight a small piece of the letting in method. Search for it on my homepage. You can find stories about an overview of the superhero method and all the other super steps in the show notes of this show. Announcements. Book update. I'm meeting with Lynn from lynnmcg.com this week to start work on an efficient publishing and marketing plan for my book. Today, October 6, 2021, at noon, Central Time, a new live Facebook show is starting, and I'm a co-host. Yay! The link is in the show notes. All right, that's it for me. With love, light, and laughter, until next time, I'm Heidi Esther, your Soul Sanity Bear.